0: Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to nut up, and it's time to shut up. That's right, it's grunt work. What a grunt, what a grunt, what a grunt, what a mighty good grunt. <laughs> I want to take a minute or two and give much respect due to the man that made a difference in my world. And that's my co-host of this show called Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that gives you one free episode with every ten that you've purchased. Oh, that, we, our, we didn't discuss that with our accountant, did we? Uh, no, I, I'm making executive decisions here. I'm, I'm putting my um, our money where uh, it probably doesn't belong. As always, I am Landon, never mind the Bullocks anymore <laughs> solano joined always by my aforementioned co-host truman 21 gun salute but they're all shooting blanks caps <laughs> <laughs> truman it's good to see you uh it's it's good to well i mean we're not seeing each other it's good to hear yeah, from I know. you um <laughs> i i uh, said that as a prompt specifically so we could get into this
1: okay very good uh i honestly it's not as great to hear from you you when you suggest that i mean from from the way that that sounded about a 21 gun salute that suggests me and 20 other dudes with vasectomies all um <laughs> i mean look, more than anything i just don't have that many friends like i got no issues with being pantsless with that many guys it's just i don't know where i'm yeah. gonna find them and i would only want to do that with guys who are my friends <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, because, you know, uh, with strangers, it would just be awkward. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and with my friends, it would definitely not be awkward every time I saw them afterwards. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, So let's touch on the obvious, shall we? Um, We're not recording together. (laughs) No, for the first time ever,
1: we are Skyping this thing.
0: Yeah. um, Uh, For no reason. At least a proper... No, not at all. Not anything going on in the world. Nope. Uh... Yeah. So, you know, um, we are practicing the, the best, safest uh, uh, tools that everyone's telling us and uh, self-quarantining, staying away from each other, even though Truman and I are, are both healthy and safe. Um, yes. We, well, yeah,
1: I mean, I'm a little I, I mean, I'm not I don't feel super healthy because I'm kind of hung over because last night Landon <laughs> and like nine of my other friends all, all had a few drinks on a Zoom conference conference call which is an interesting preview of what the next several months of our lives will be
0: <laughs> but it was a lot of fun it was good um, it was good times yeah i had a i had a blast doing it uh but you know uh, for the foreseeable future until you know each week brings new information and um you know for the foreseeable future we'll be recording like this uh it's not ideal but i think it's a, a pretty good alternative
1: yeah. I mean, I would say that, that having to record our podcast in this fashion is probably the biggest disruption to uh, day-to-day life, at least for me, that this has caused. As a person who has been working from home for the past four and a half years, and really, Landon, you work <laughs> yeah. from home even longer than, I guess, really, our lives have pretty much stayed the same, except that now we can't <laughs> see each other.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, not being able to well, do uh, you know? Get out of the house as much as well. Yeah, you're right. Nothing's changed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I want to make a just a few announcements here while we're at the top of the thing to kind of let people know what to expect from us. Uh, you know, as long as we possibly can, uh, Truman and I, we're going to be releasing our episodes of Gruntwork Nights on our Patreon and our Gruntwork Proper. These episodes. Um, as we always do, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can expect us because, um, as we touched on in our free Patreon episode, it's, uh, you know, I think it's kind of important that we keep some sort of semblance of, uh, you know, normalcy to some degree and distraction. Art art must continue,
1: you know, uh, that which makes us human and that which makes life worth living. I mean, if we're not out here creating beauty, what point Uh, is there to life? What does that have to do with us? Well, you know, I, I mean, I feel like in the same way that how, how Gal Gadot and all those other celebrities singing Imagine <laughs> saved the world, yeah. I think that us talking about home improvement is also saving
0: the world. I mean, it's going to save, yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, the, the biggest change for me in terms of our recording – you know, usually you and I sit on the couch, watch the episode, move over to our uh, recording table, a.k.a. my kitchen table. <laughs> no, call the recording record, table, <laughs> uh, Record across from each other. Uh, now, I'm in my bedroom, and uh, I am standing recording, which I'm usually sitting, obviously, but I just as I'm saying this, realizing that I'm staring at myself in a uh, full-length mirror, so... <laughs> that's, uh, that's kinky tantric podcasting right there, Landon. I don't know what I think of that. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to turn my back on my reflection. Um, <laughs> the other thing I want to mention, uh, not to not to get too sappy, not to get too, you know, listen, this is this is all about human people as well. Yeah. We're, we're, we're humans. Truman and I are humans uh and i don't want to well you've been watching know. too much Westworld, world um, here dude i have been <laughs> um i'm gonna i'm gonna be perfectly honest it, it got to me i i had all set up to watch the episode on my couch uh on my big screen tv and the right before i pressed play i was like this just doesn't feel right Aww. uh it was uh yeah felt a little lonely Felt a little too out of the norm, so I went over to uh, to my computer and watched the episode at my desk and took notes there. Uh, I just couldn't do it. I could not bring myself to watch it uh, on a half-empty couch. Uh,
1: you know, I, I watched the episode uh, with my girlfriend, and I will say that although she is lovely, she is no substitute for you partially because there were a couple points in the episode when she like asked me questions or said something to me. And I was, I was, I was like, you, you, I have to pay attention for the grunts. Why are you talking to me during the grunts? Landon would never do this. <laughs> so unprofessional. Um, in all seriousness, though, I, I did appreciate having her there because I needed her to navigate the DVD menu so I didn't see the title. Um, right,
0: and yeah, I think that's important to, now that we're playing the Chulupa Challenge, uh, I think that's important to impart on people that uh, precautions are being taken to make sure that Truman doesn't cheat, even though that would help you guys uh, get those Chulupas all the sooner. We gotta play this thing fair, man.
1: <laughs> well, but also we don't want them to win the Chulupa Challenge because then everyone's going to go crowding out of their home. And into the streets yeah. and mob all of the t- Taco Bells. I think that's um, the question:
0: Is Taco Bell delivering right now?
1: I mean, talk, I mean, I feel like they have to. I mean, they've been de- they delivered in normal times, and now more than ever. That I mean, if ever there was a <laughs> time we needed chalupas brought to us, yes, uh, it would be now. Uh, but no, but th- I, I will. I will just say though, it does feel unnatural to be watching these episodes without you at my side, Landon. It's. Um, I I feel like we. You're the only person. The only other person who really understands understands what i'm going through watching this show <laughs> and having to watch it without you there especially an episode like this one which which was a little season three-esque if i do say so myself uh, yeah agreed uh was um you know not uh, I, I it was just it was just hard about my spotter there you know it's like if the yeah. wind gets too much you'd catch
0: the the, the dumbbells or or, or the, make sure the you don't choke press. out yourself yeah yeah exactly um Well then, uh, let's just swivel into a little more positive territory uh, by saying that uh, for the time being, you know, I don't think Truman or I feel comfortable uh, taking anybody's money uh, during these times of uncertainty, where people have unexpected expenses and um, maybe questionable incomes, depending on (laughs) job stability. Uh, So, for the time being, uh, we have paused the uh, the payments. ...on our Patreon. And what does that mean? That means our Patreon is still active. It's still... uh, we're putting out new content on it every week. Um, But we're just not charging for you. (laughs) Charging for it anymore. uh, Or at least for the time being. Yeah. And uh, as somebody pointed out to me, for any of you who might have been uh, Patreon curious, (laughs) um, that means that if you sign up now, you get access to our entire backlog free of charge uh, until... The, the payments kick back in. Right now it's scheduled to start charging again uh May first, but depending on what happens here, we might extend that even further.
1: Yeah, which I mean I think that this is I mean this is really great though, because if you are now stuck at home and wondering how am I going to fill all those hours, well now there's there's how God, I don't even know how many how many Gruntwork Nights episodes we've made, but just if you if you just want us going in your ear while you're trying to stay sane, just prattling on about Usually movies, we usually just wind up talking about movies, but like, now, now is the time. First one, first entire backlog's free, kid. Give it a shot, yep. and, uh, if you get hooked <laughs> on it, and we all live through this thing, uh, maybe you'll wanna keep, keep, maybe you'll wanna start paying for it.
0: Yeah, or, maybe.
1: Or maybe you'll listen to it and think, you guys should be paying me to listen to this, in which case, I respect your opinion, but that's not gonna happen. <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, um, I think that covers everything <laughs> we have to, uh, you know, discuss the discrepancies of this episode and other uh, goings on around grunt work land. Uh, but this show, we typically talk about home improvement. Um, and we cover an episode and talk about it each week. Truman, did we do that this week?
1: Uh, you know, well, we each individual, well, I mean, actually, I think I watched, uh, I think I actually watched an episode of Love American Style, Um, so I didn't, <laughs> I actually fucked it up, I'm so sorry, do you want to hear that's about That's okay, some...
0: I watched JAG, so.
1: <laughs> okay, well, that's great, I mean, did, did you find the episode of JAG problematic? What were your reflections? <laughs>
0: Uh, a little problematic, yeah. It's a little, I don't know, it veers a little into the patriarchy, but, uh, you know, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about home improvement. Yeah, it's, that's too bad.
1: Um, Yeah, so I guess, I, Landon, would you like me to kind of summarize uh, what we saw today?
0: No, I would love for you
1: to. Oh, Landon, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. <laughs> When Jill discovers that one of her 40-something friends got pregnant, even though she was using the same form of birth control that Tim and Jill use, she suggests that Tim gets a vasectomy. Tim predictably doesn't love this idea, and after some heavy razzing from the guys at Harry's Hardware and a standoffish meeting with a urologist, Tim tells Jill that he won't do it, because women just don't understand severe crotch pain. But after a talk with Wilson and a revealing conversation with Harry, Tim decides to go ahead with the procedure, as it will make it even easier for him and Jill to have sex all over the house at a moment's notice. (laughs)
0: uh that is correct you got the the synopsis I'm just I'm saying we watched the same episode
1: (laughs) I was as I was reading it I was thinking my worst nightmare will be for Landon to start laughing and say Truman you skipped ahead one by accident and then I would be (laughs) then I would be very upset (laughs) because it took Uh, so much work for us to get this recording set up guys you do not even know
0: (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's established for future episodes, so that headache is over. Um Good. That is the synopsis. That is the episode we watched. Do you want to g- g- guess that title?
1: Yeah, I have a few I have a few options. I actually have five because this one um this one this this one provided a lot. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see if I'm gonna win you guys some chalupas.
0: Now, before you go into them, I do wanna say uh that You know, I want to play this Chalupa Challenge fair to both of us, to to us who might be paying out for the Chalupas as well Mm -hmm. as the listeners who will be receiving them. Uh, So I don't want to change how we've uh, played these metagames in the past, but for certain titles that are just no way, shape or form, would you ever guess them? I would like to offer you um, a hint at the end. Okay, the Grunt Count hint, sort of. Sort of. Yes. Okay, yeah. The, the guess that title, hint. Yeah, and the, it's only for you, again, not our right. listeners. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, So, what are your titles? Alright,
1: first option. Ghost Ride the Snip.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that one. Like Ghost Ride the Whip, but Snip as in when Snip Snip. Like, well, I, I get the Snip part. I've never heard Ghost Ride the Whip. How have you never heard Ghost
1: Ride the Whip, Landon? I thought you were the one I educating don't... me about rap songs. It was a thing... In like 2004, where mm. you, when you're riding in your car and you're feeling like a star, Ghost Ride the Whip, and you get out of your car, it's, it has to be an automatic transition for this to work, and the car is going along
0: at like two miles an hour, gotcha. and you dance next to your car, and you jump back in. This Got a... it. See, I'm more of a, a classic era hip hop uh, guy. I, I I check out roughly around 2004. So, uh,
1: man, well, you 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 missed something that uh, that provoked a lot of stern warnings from administrators at our high school about kids not accidentally <laughs> running themselves
0: over with their uh, with their dad's Escalade. Uh, okay, <laughs> second option. Yes. Nuts to you. Okay, that is something uh, that I actually say in my everyday life pretty often. Um, are, are so you... I like it. Are are you a '40s radio announcer by any chance? <laughs> nuts to you, Rasmataz. Um. I say <laughs> rasmataz a lot. I uh, actually, I do say nuts nuts to that. I also say butts to that a lot. <laughs> okay, well that's actually going to come to one
1: of mine one of mine in a second. Okay, all right. My my third option, uh, which is a little bit Southern California centric. So so see if you can bear with me. Uh, Nutsberry harm. You know, like Knott's Berry Farm.
0: Yep, nuts and berries are yeah, getting harmed.
1: Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, okay. Fourth,
0: From Butts to Nuts. <laughs> okay, you're you're really playing to me as the audience here, uh, I, well, which I, I love. Landon, I'm
1: always playing to you as the audience, because usually you're the only person in the room, and in this oh, case, yeah. Uh, and finally, Cut to the Chase.
0: Okay, all right it uh, be better if uh, Tim's name was Chase, but uh, it's not.
1: You know, Landon, I, I don't make the show. I only make the podcast about
0: the show, and I only even make 50% of that. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint, because this uh, this title is not something you would have ever guessed. Um, okay. But I think I've got a good hint that could get you on the right track. Are you familiar with the naming conventions of the TV show Friends?
1: Oh, yes, the one where. The one where Tim gets a vasectomy? That sounds like that sounds like the, the first sound you hear at the opening of There Will Be Blood. Just like a long Johnny Greenwood unsettling like orchestral string sound. <laughs>
0: Everybody much, go, uh, go watch There Will Be Blood. You have time. You'll get it. It's a funny <laughs> joke, I promise. I think we gotta go to the judges on this one. It you're, is called you're the Judge. Okay. It's called the Vasectomy one. Oh no, I don't get that.
1: I'm I'm sorry. Okay. Like I, I mean, I, I shouldn't. Like that would make a mockery of the Chalupa Challenge if you gave it to me for that. I. Okay. All right. The vasectomy one. That that's. Hmm. I mean, there were so many. This whole episode turns completely think, <laughs> on jokes about nuts and balls, and then they can't yeah. do it in the title. I, th- uh, I
0: think that they just kind of uh, burnt their their load, if you will. No, hey, do you burn a load? You, you don't burn your load. Ooh, oh god, well, what kind of stuff am I into? There was, um, a guy on,
1: there was a guy on Reddit who had a special shoebox a few years ago. Some of you maybe know what I'm talking about, and he tried to burn it, so there's precedent
0: for that. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know anything about what you're talking about, and that is not something I want to Google, so I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> good, actually. That's a good <laughs> (laughs) choice and i respect you for it uh where was i i don't even remember what i'm saying Um, uh you were talking about setting uh setting jizz on fire i think that's right uh i I wonder if they just burned all of their jokes uh in the episode that by the time they got to the title they're just like i i don't know man there's no more euphemisms for vasectomies just call it the vasectomy one (laughs)
1: I but at the same time, I just rattled off five great options. You did I admittedly, 100%. admittedly no one was ghostwriting any whips in nineteen ninety-six, but
0: but still <laughs> four other good options. Uh speaking of nineteen ninety-six, this episode aired February sixth, nineteen ninety-six. It was directed by Andy Cadiff, written by the uh the popular team of Rosalind Moore and Howard J. Morris.
1: Wow, wow, once again.
0: Yeah, wow. Wow. The, uh, Wow. <laughs> Do you want to go into personal reflections. How did you feel about this episode you you hinted, you teased a little bit earlier that this had some uh, a little, little little ghost flavor of uh, season 3?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you know, ghost ghost ride the season 3.
1: I <laughs> uh, I no, don't. Um, you know, look, I understand. I I think that it on one hand, I understand this is an important episode, and I think it has a good and a valuable message for how we live in the 90s, because I think <laughs> in the 90s, like, I, vasectomies didn't used to be as big of a thing, and I think when this episode came out, a lot of the feelings that Tim was espousing about getting a vasectomy were, I think, very widely held among men. I'm sure that they mm-hmm. still are. But so I think, yeah, I I want to
0: try to put myself in his shoes, uh, to a certain degree. Well, (laughs) exactly. Uh, to figure out how I would feel, uh, if I were in a situation where I would get uh, a vasectomy. And I think I have some of the same concerns, same questions, but I certainly wouldn't act the way he does. Yeah. I, I think
1: that that's. But that's really it. Like, I wanna, I wanna give the show snaps for making an episode about how, you know, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, get, get, get that in there on my end as well. Um, I, like, I wanna, you know, it was good of them to make a show about how, hey, having a vasectomy is the right thing to do and it's more manly to get one because you're protecting your wife from, you know, the grievous harm of surgery and, you know, all that. So I think that the episode's heart is in the right place. But I think that, Uh, I think that it goes into season three territory because all of Tim's objections to the procedure are just so assy and he's such a complete, you know, yeah, just a complete uh, unfeeling, uncaring dipshit for this entire thing. And I mean, I think that there's a lot of legitimate reasons for a man to have trepidation about getting his nutsack opened and having people (laughs) fiddle around in there. And I think that there's a really nuanced way to To make comedy out of that and to have a man express those reservations and come around without being a complete dick to his wife but um, the, or you the know, doctor <laughs> or the doctor, yeah but, uh, you know, every, everyone really but I don't know, I th- and I think that, that ultimately this falls into season 3 territory for me because it's the same thing where the show spends 95% of the episode, episode getting huge laughs out of men being pigs to borrow the name of a, a certain stand-up comedy album um, But, like, huge laughs yeah. out of men saying and doing the worst possible things and then trying to absolve themselves with Tim doing the right thing at the last possible second when most people watching have already fallen asleep or turned on yeah. their virtual boy or, um, you know, <laughs> headed off to a Bill Clinton re-election rally or whatever they did back then.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I have to give this episode credit. We'll get there in more depth uh, in the deep dive. But I actually – I liked how they pivoted toward the end of this episode uh specifically in how tim kind of comes to uh the situation yeah. so we'll we'll crack that open later the thing that i i want to uh, my biggest personal reflection for um the way tim acts here uh and retroactively thinking back to season 3 is um that it's when he is being asked of something that he doesn't want to do or that he you know feels precarious to his manhood He's it's his defensiveness that comes out uh in a way that isn't funny. It's just aggro and it's uh, you know I don't like the perspective of the character thinking that other people have to acquiesce to his uh mindset, and to me, there's very little humor to come from that. Yeah. Um to me, like the funniest and and I say that with a the biggest, not even a grain of salt, like a salt lick, <laughs> um, <laughs> like a salt, is... a salt cellar. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, the The entire, what's the the really salty sea? Doesn't matter. Good references. The, the um, wait, uh, 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 the the Black we, Sea, I think.
1: No, we just wait. float on top of it. No, the uh, it's in uh, it's in Israel. Okay, not a good joke at all. I did not save you. Now we're both stuck in the quicksand. It's look, <laughs> take it with as much salt as you would get yes. on a low-sodium entree at Applebee's, <laughs> which is a, still a huge amount of salt.
0: Yeah. So take this with that much amount of salt, which is the the funniest part, or the the where they try to squeeze the most amount of humor out is between the guys at the hardware store. And that just, I don't know, that dynamic, where it's just men making fun of other men instead of, you know, addressing the situation where they're actively trying to... Repress <laughs> and not talk about their feelings or experiences, yeah, that is just never funny to me, and that's the kind of height of the comedy in this episode, uh minus one or two side stories, but um yeah, that was my revelation on on Tim and why I don't like uh that sort of humor um yeah, one thing to mention, uh okay, I this is kind of a fun story. Oh, okay.
1: Is this is it about have,
0: vasectomies? <laughs> it's not about vasectomies. It's about this yeah. uh, this changing timeline that we have because uh, listeners will remember last week was our syndication episode where they uh, filmed it for syndication. It premiered on syndication in '95, uh, and then live broadcast in '96, and the boys shot up. <laughs> um, yes back and down, you know, in terms of height, in terms of age, in terms of haircut. And uh, this was so confounding. I want to point out, I had a uh, notification in my phone from a uh, longtime Patreon supporter, uh, Mason, Mm -hmm. pointed out long ago, about a year ago, (laughs) he said, be on the lookout for these episodes because (laughs) uh, their hair goes from... Uh long to short or I, I get other way around. It goes from short because Randy just got a haircut, as yes. we'll remember. Yes. Uh and then Who back to guy. long and then back to short. Uh and then their heights are going from, you know, I think Brad goes from three feet tall to six feet tall. Uh, I, Brad becomes Godzilla in in yeah. Well actually, no no no, Mark becomes Godzilla with how fast he grows. <laughs> and uh there is um what really threw me was Going from two episodes ago to last episode to this episode through the theme credits and then back to modern times. It's just like it's all over the place. I,
1: I felt I felt kind of punch drunk by the time we came <laughs> back after the after the opening credits and we see the boys yeah. walking around. It was it was so much so many different t- so many different types of boy in such a short amount of time. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. Yeah. So I just want to give props to Mason for, uh, the, the long con on that. He, he notified us maybe about one year ago. Uh, and I still had the, the event reminder in my phone, watch Brad's hair.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, really uh, we should should be watching Brad's
0: hair all the time, but still (laughs) I wonder, uh, well, he wasn't listed on the list of, uh, of all the boys, um, that we'll get to in a little bit here. But, uh, speaking of patrons, why don't we uh, go ahead and thank a few? Yeah, you know what? Let's do that,
1: because at times like these, I think we need to remember the people who matter most to us, and the people who, um, who help us to get through, you know, these trying times.
0: Uh, yeah, in fact, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I want to remind each of these patrons of something they enjoy uh, as you thank them.
1: Yeah, okay. That sounds great. That sounds great. Okay, so first
0: okay. off, uh, I want to thank Tara. Tara, yes, thank you, uh, and I hope you are enjoying your time uh, home with your chinchillas. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, I want to thank Kirsty. Kirsty, I hope you are um, enjoying a second watch through of the X Files.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could have you could have also said, I hope uh, you're enjoying your time home with your boyfriend while he. Rec- I hope you're. I hope you're enjoying Her your boy- respite <laughs> from spending time around Truman while he records this
0: episode. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I want to thank John. Jahan, maybe clear. Jahan, okay, with an uh, extra an H. Uh, yes. I hope that um, you are enjoying your back episodes of uh, Black Mirror uh, until they announce a new season. Oh yeah, I hope you're enjoying that too. Um, I want to thank Tom. Tom, well, it's not Christmas yet, but uh, there's nothing that says you couldn't get those decorations down and spread a little joy around your house during these times.
1: Yeah, honestly, that would probably that would probably help at a at a time like this to put up <laughs> some lights. And I mean, fuck it, no one's gonna no one's coming over. No one's gonna tell you it's not Christmas. Yeah, right. Um, and then lastly, uh,
0: John, with just John, John. yes, John, yes. John. I hope John uh, has worked his way through all the Mario Bava movies that uh, we discussed, so that we can discuss them further.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I hope I hope so, too. Gosh, I mean, you now you have something you can talk to Landon about that I uh, can't talk to him about, so actually I feel threatened by that. So, John, I hope you haven't <laughs> worked your way through those movies, because no one could be closer to Landon than me. <laughs> Especially now that I'm physically separated from Landon. I'm getting a little territorial.
0: Oh, boy. Jeez. Uh, um, Truman on his well, bullshit again. <laughs> why don't we go into the deep dive of this episode called Home Improvement? The, the episode's not called Home Improvement, but I, I understand your point <laughs> the The show is called Home Improvement, and the episode yes. is called the vasectomy one.
1: yes, let's let's take a deep dive into the vasectomy one. Where do we start? Well, we start at tool time and we start with the grunt creep swinging back and forth, not swinging on a star, but swinging on no. a swing.
0: It looks like he has some uh, suspensers from dune. He's just kind of <laughs> lowering him into frame. <laughs>
1: So are you are you, uh, are you you suggesting that the grunt creep is Baron Harkonnen? Because I am all about that. Absolutely, yes. I want to say to our listeners who were already like, I haven't watched Stop Making Sense. I haven't watched Hudsucker Proxy. Why do they keep doing jokes about this? Good news, guys. We've found another thing that none of you get that we're going to make jokes about all the time. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's swinging around, and um, then he swings away, and...
0: Um, that leaves us in uh, gadget corner. They yes. are uh, showing off a gadget to help you move your uh, refrigerator. It's one of these kind of um, reverse vacuums. What? We, how would you describe that? I think reverse vacuum is about as good as it's going to get. It's yeah, you. It's like a thing that you sling over your shoulder with a
1: big air pump, and you turn it mm-hmm. on. And it will like push enough air out fast
0: enough to kind of levitate your fridge a little bit, and so you can yeah. move it around. Uh, so this begins the first item that we need to crack open here. Yes, uh, they make no explanation as to why uh, June Palmer is back, uh, showing off this gadget. Yeah, we we come. <laughs> There's no reference <laughs> that to her even being on the show before. Do you remember her? Oh, I remember her. I definitely, I definitely remember. I don't. Rem-
1: I did not remember her name until you said it. But I, I, I even <laughs> wrote down in my notes like Gadget Corner Lady is
0: back. <laughs> um, yeah, she no, it, came, uh, she first appeared in Her Cheat in Mind earlier this season. Oh, God. Well, I mean, good, good for you having the exact time that she appeared.
1: But, yeah, she, she shows up and I, I like, the, the episode just flings us right into it. It's just like, and we're back to the Corner and we're learning about this <laughs> thing. And they don't even mention, like, hey, we've got June Palmer with us. There's no right. introduction whatsoever.
0: Yeah, it was very, very Jarring to me, Uh, particularly because she has nothing to do in the rest of the episode. It was just, I don't know, very strange to bring in an actress for that when it seems like they could have just like even the jokes that go through. There's nothing about having an extra person on set to facilitate the jokes that come out.
1: No, there really isn't, but at the same time, I like the thought that some actress got, like, an $800 paycheck <laughs> plus probably some residuals because she had lines. Like, I like the idea that yeah. this show that was such a cash
0: cow was now just like,
1: hey, we had you on before. Come on back. Make some more money. Like that, I, <laughs> I respect that in a big way.
0: Yeah. Uh, so she's showing off how to use this thing, um, and uh, she turns it on. It lifts the, the refrigerator off the ground. She's able to move it very nicely and, and- of course, excused. Cor- yeah. Well,
1: I mean, but but, cor- but correct me if I'm wrong. She turns it on. And she moves it, and the audience goes crazy. Like they're just clapping, <laughs> like like mad for this woman levitating yep. a a refrigerator one inch off the
0: ground. <laughs> this is the first time this technology has ever been seen. This, <laughs> it is this, it's this is cha- This is a a moment in history.
1: This is uh, their minds are being freaked. This is like people uh, <laughs> seeing David Blaine do street magic and <laughs> running gonna... away, being too freaked out by it.
0: Yes. Uh, but of course, you know, as she's demonstrating this, accused him to make a Al's mom joke. Uh is this how you move your mom from room to room, blah 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 blah. Okay. And and he and he then starts making
1: these weird, like he makes this weird face and is kind of just like dragging himself around the stage, I guess to mimic what it would be like moving Al's mom around. Yeah. And and he I doesn't. also want to <laughs> I also want to want to uh uh introduce a new segment um on this podcast oh, that, okay. that will continue for the duration called um Kirstie's Observations Corner uh something that <laughs> Kirsty observed sitting next to me on the couch which uh-huh. is that
0: which is Was that, it the is calendar in the been? background
1: uh, n- No because she loves me and would never <laughs> do that to me <laughs> um, Okay no, it was that uh, when Tim is doing this, Richard Karn almost starts breaking. He, You can see that he is about to start laughing. <laughs> thank you. Like this has was... been Kirstie Corner and, and back. Uh,
0: I feel like there are a number of instances of that on the show. It's they, Al's sometimes in the background, and you can kind of see him start to break a little bit, and they cut away right to another angle before uh, before he cracks. Um, I, I've seen a few instances of that, but uh, I didn't catch this one, so thank you, Kirstie. That was great. Uh, of course, Tim wants to know. Uh, okay, this is great. If you want to move it an inch or two, you know, an inch or so off the ground, that's that's fantastic. But what happens if you want to move it up a step, you know, uh, up a up a staircase, say? And uh, this cues Al. Uh, Al has a number of really great lines in this episode. He doesn't play a big part, but he really delivers these lines with conviction, um, yes, as always. And he just immediately says. Uh, Okay, so Tim's like, what if you want to move it up a step? And Al just chimes in immediately saying, well, you do it the old-fashioned way, the sweat of your brow. (laughs) (laughs) And then that that line is just kind of
1: (laughs) like, everyone kind of laughs at it, but nobody does anything with it, despite the
0: super delivery. Uh, But of course, this is Home Improvement, where more power is the motto uh, that we're all born by. And uh, Tim cues Heidi to bring out his modified uh, 6100 <laughs> um, refrigerator lifter. I don't know what the actual term for this thing is called. Um, he, he,
1: refer- he says it's just only been slightly tweaked, but it's basically the same kind of uh, same kind of uh, over the shoulder pump unit that the that the woman has, except his is several times larger and so heavy that it has to be brought out on a cart. And
0: immediately seeing this... Okay, well, you know, actually, no. I'm not going to tell you what the funnier version of this bit would be. Let's go through the bit first. (laughs) Okay. So he connects it to the same hose that she had. I just want to point that out. Good, uh, you know, uh, design on that. You don't want to have... You don't want to pull an apple and have a different cord for every fucking device that you release. (laughs) Binford Um, is a much more ethical company and treats its customers better. (laughs) And uh, he hooks up to the tube... He's going to demonstrate how to lift this uh, refrigerator. I am shocked that Al and June didn't go running out of the studio, because who knows uh, what's going to happen to a uh, refrigerator of that weight. Um, He plugs it in, turns it on, and uh, what would you... Okay, before we explain the result, what would you expect to happen with uh, air blasts underneath a refrigerator?
1: Uh, I would expect a, a super powered air blast underneath a refrigerator would shoot that refrigerator upwards and out of the studio mm-hmm. through the roof, prompting some kind of funny transition, maybe like, involving lights falling down from the ceiling and dust. <laughs> like,
0: uh, like those horror stories you hear of um, uh, furnaces or, or water uh, pressure things shooting out into the, the sky from their, their basements when there's too much pressure built up. Yes, exactly yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, uh, this Does th- that happen? That does not happen. No, what happens is uh, it acts like a little jet car, the way that Tim did with his porta potty, and just shoots it uh, horizontally across the stage, crushing what I presume was Jerry coming back uh, to resume his producing duties.
1: <laughs>
0: he was he he's finally completed rehab. He's kicked his <laughs> coke habit once
1: and for all. He's coming he's coming back to get the show back on track, and he just gets flattened up against the wall just right away. Yep. Um. And, yeah, and then we get a—and uh, then we get a refrigerator—like, then the transition that takes us to the opening credits is that refrigerator wiping back across the screen with a uh, dude pasted to the back of it.
0: <laughs> yes, into
1: the theme song.
2: Now, um, now, yeah.
1: what I will say, what I think would be the funnier joke for that bit would be, you know, the thing comes out—Tim's—Tim's Tim's pump unit is so huge that when he tries to—when he tries to sling it over his shoulder, it's super heavy— in in the episode as it stands, Heidi is kind of helping him to hold it. What I think would have been funnier is if he'd had to use the lady's smaller pump unit to support the larger pump unit that he's trying to hold <laughs> to then uh, shoot the uh, shoot the uh, the uh, refrigerator up. So that's what I I don't know. That's just me. That's yes. just what that's just me being a seat writer, a Monday morning uh, staff writer. But I think that'd be fun.
0: I prefer <coughs> that um, from a production standpoint. You know, this is my Monday morning uh, production designer. Saying that would be really hard to to construct, but uh, I like where your mind's at. Let's keep that creative juices flowing. Uh, you know, um, the,
1: I just I think that this show should be more like Jurassic Park. They should spare no expense. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, we go to the yeah. I just I just wanna I I want to pause quickly because I need to lower my standing desk because I'm tired of standing up. So there's going to be a weird noise.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: The real reason we're recording separately is that Truman's been paralyzed, and he now has to go up a uh, staircase in a in a motorized chair.
1: Uh, I'm like the president in the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. I'm just in a weird uh, hydraulic <laughs> bed that rotates around.
0: <laughs> okay, and resume. So we go to the theme song. Um, I one you know me with my my stupid details in the background. Uh, and notice yes. Notice something when Jill is flapping her arms to put the laundry <laughs> into the machine. Uh, we can't ever see that now. I know, I can't. But there's a laundry table next to her and flopped off the side of it is just this oversized like the sock is the size of Jill's upper body. Wow. <laughs> it's so big and it looks like, you know, one of those kind of wool almost like a Ren and Stimpy style uh sort of animation. Yeah. Um sock where it has like little hairs poking off of it. It's uh it just seems weird and uh incongruent with the style of the rest of the uh uh theme song. But uh
1: you know, maybe it's a reference to some of Zachary Ty Bryan's other work. Maybe it belongs to Bigfoot. Wow. 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 <laughs>
0: uh
1: Wow, Bigfoot, I'm such a huge fan. Wow. <laughs>
0: I can't come back from that one, so why don't we just uh, move on to The Dining Room? Yes. Where uh, Brad is doing homework, and Randy comes home early. Yeah, and he's, he's gotten a hold of the uh, the
1: best and worst list, which is, I guess, a list that all the girls at school make of all mm-hmm. of the boys, the, the best and worst qualities of the various boys at
0: school. Um, so, uh, before we move forward on that... Um, Unless you were going to talk on this point. I, I want to break that open for discussion for a second. I want to uh, break that open, too. Okay, great. Because this is an instance where I'm curious if um this kind of vague uh, age difference between you and me, which almost never comes up, uh, has any bearing on the situation. Did girls do this when you were in school? Uh, I mean, this is the thing.
1: I... I I came out of high school generally not traumatized, even though I did things <laughs> like I would wear shorts with tall white socks and these weird backless clog-type shoes, and I was never... Like oh I have no memories of ever being mocked for that or anything so that all, can only suggest to me that I was absolutely getting made fun of like crazy <laughs> behind my back constantly and I was just so <laughs> fucking stupid and oblivious that I I didn't know so very well they because co- if they respected you they do it to your face yes and they di- certainly did not respect me um, <laughs> so if 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 such a list existed at my school it very well may have I I was mm-hmm. just and I was probably on all the worst sections of it. Uh, I, I just, I had no knowledge. I was not even remotely connected to the people who could give me that intelligence. Um, what, what about you? Was this a thing at your school? Was there a list like this?
0: Yeah, there was actually, uh, I don't know that it was broken down into, you know, the categories that Brad explains, but, um, particularly in middle school, I don't know that it extended so much into high school. Um, and I, I also have questions about this list, A, Brad and Randy are in different schools. Randy's in middle school and Brad's in high school. Am I are we to believe that the girls adding Randy to this list are adding him knowing that he's only there for AP science once a day?
1: I I feel like I feel like in the same way that there was you know there's this huge debate about like what category Orange Is the New Black gets submitted for at the Emmys like well is it is it really a comedy or is it not I don't know what you know is it really a miniseries I feel like there was the same kind of debate among the selection committee (laughs) of the girls making this list like does Randy really count (laughs) He's a middle schooler but he does take classes at the high school and he is a boy at the school
0: like and spoiler alert for the the end of the episode I won't give it away entirely but uh it is kind of a revenge add, so what could be more insulting than adding someone who's not even in high school to the list? True, true. Yeah, it's it's kind of making a statement, I guess. Yeah.
1: I'm Well, I'm impressed. I am first impressed with the girls at this school, and I'm also impressed with the girls at your school for just having the organization to,
0: like, sit down and, like, think <laughs> about all this and, and, and parse well, all this out. This is precisely what the point I was getting to with our age difference, in that when I was g- growing up, particularly in high school, uh, or I should say freshman year in high school, which is where Brad is, and middle school, uh, the internet hadn't quite pervaded everything yet. Mm-hmm. So there was not, there were weren't other forums in which you could do this. Uh, there weren't instant message. Well, I guess there was instant messages. But that came a little bit later. That was like more ninety seven, ninety eight. We're talking ninety five, ninety six here. Yeah, uh, there's a big difference. Listen, okay, we got to get this right. Um yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think that there was more, much more of an analog. Uh, this share a notebook between each other for the the semester or for the year, and you know you write a little bit in it, and then you hand it to your friend, and then she writes a little bit in it, and then she hands it back. Um, the way that, you know, boys would pass around playboys. You get to have it this weekend. You can tear out one page and keep it. And then you got to give it back. <laughs> you can, you to can give tear it to out the interview else. with Sandra Bullock and <laughs> then put it up in your room. Um, so I, I, I'm wondering what, what this would look like now. I mean, with everybody on in uh, social media, is it, uh, there can't be a list. Could there, or, or it, I, bet, I bet what it, it is, is like Twitter lists. It's a Twitter – or it's like a TikTok, probably. It's like a TikTok
1: thread or just a TikTok video that everyone adds to or something. Um, You're saying words that I don't know. Well, uh, well, you work in – you work at social media for a fairly large organization. (laughs) Yeah. Well, look but I, they don't know won't hurt them well when I um that's the actually the motto that you put out on social media um <laughs> when I was in high school like we the, like my space was sort of just starting and I didn't have one a lot not that many people were on it so definitely social media wasn't the thing and we only had t9 mm-hmm. texting so people didn't text as much i what I will say is that in the bathroom at my high school at one point in in a bathroom that I did not use very often but i I happened to go in there and use it. once. Well, it was just on a part of the school that I wasn't around that much, but I Tell went Tell us in more there. about your experience using this bathroom. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the thing, the thing about the, the lunches that I had is generally they didn't move me to the point that I had to, anyway, um, in, there was a, a particular bathroom stall that I, I, found in it one day, someone in the boys' bathroom, some guy had written, um, like, you know, like drawn up a, a table basically and titled it, uh you know biggest biggest boobs in school was the title at the top and then there was like a column for names and then a column for what you thought their boob size was but then it was completely blank so the guy had drawn the guy had had set up this table because, like, he's like, I don't really, I don't really have any suggestions, but if you, if if other people want to contribute to this, go ahead. And now, I remember making a point of going back to that bathroom because I was also <laughs> interested to see how things would play out on this
0: list. But no one else added to it. Okay, I I have to say one quick thing, and then we got to get back to the episode. While I do not agree <laughs> with uh, the the subject matter in which he is putting forward, I have to give this guy. Uh, credit for his ambitious organization, assuming that other people would not only contribute, but contribute in an organized way of listing in different columns so that he can transport it to an Excel sheet and share it with the group at some point.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, he's going to, tr- you know, he just wants you to contribute the raw data so that he can make like a pie chart or a bar graph. <laughs> this, and this is the thing. Oh, this God. is what would be different today. Kids today, they just do a Google Doc. If for all that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no janitor is going to oh. come by and wipe that off the bathroom door.
0: Um, okay, but, well, uh, good. But speaking, yeah, the, the home improvement list. Uh, Randy has it, and uh, he, he's all in titters about it. Why? Why is that? Well, he's, uh, he's, he's pretty excited about it because he, he was voted best butt. Uh,
1: he he had out of all the boys in school, he has the best butt, and he is he flaunts it to his brothers, and then goes over to the uh, to one of the windows and starts admiring uh, his the reflection of his butt in the window, which yeah to me just seems like just like they are throwing red meat to a lot of the eleven year old girls watching this show,
0: <laughs> just shameless. I, I had a note here questioning whether or not this was the start of it or if they were just so in tune with it at this point that they were playing into it. Oh they were playing into it. I think the crushes you
1: think started so? the crushes had started long before this, I'm sure. Okay. I mean okay. when it, you know yeah it, the people were into this. <laughs> people. That was people. I did air quotes on that. People. I mean may, mainly little girls and maybe a few a few shadier,
0: skeevier dudes. <laughs> um Jill comes home, and she happens to see uh, Randy checking out his own ass uh, in the reflection of the kitchen windows.
1: And it's just, uh, he, she asks what he's doing, and he says, just admiring a work of art. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tim comes home, and she says, do you think the kids are getting weirder?
0: <laughs> uh, and he totally agrees and says they are, uh, that they've entered that new phase of just freaky weird. Uh, yes. Yes. And uh, this – the conversation turns and Jill starts to talk to Tim about uh, an older woman that's in her class named Patty uh, who recently got pregnant and that uh, uh, she's worried about it because her and her husband were using protection.
1: Yes, the same protection that Tim and Jill use. And now I don't want to take us on yet another detour, but I have to wonder – what kind of protection are Tim and Jill using? Is it the pill? Is it the sponge? Which I assume everyone in the 90s used because of that uh, that Seinfeld episode. Yeah. And also the fact uh, that the sponge is
0: notoriously unreliable as a form of birth control. The more you what's, know. What's... What is... Let's just settle this debate right now. What's the manliest form of, uh, of protection you can get? The
1: manliest form of protection is probably... Uh, probably pulling out Uh, i don't know (laughs) i mean i'm not saying that in a good way i'm saying that's that's the that's one of the least effective and the worst ways to do it but i'm also saying that is the man yeah i was gonna
0: say i want to clear that up for everybody that is not protection (laughs) no no it's absolutely not listen i also want to clear something else up for people don't take any sex ed advice
1: from us you you would not you would learn more about sex sexual education and protection in a church than you would from our podcast so please don't take us seriously you would learn more about safe sex at the high school i went to than you would on this show that's a real burn on us
0: yikes um anyway tim does get concerned uh does he grunt here uh, no, I, I did, I did not hear him grunt here. He said, he said, he said, Oh no. That's Which, okay. That's kind of what I meant is it. the, the, like the grunty. Oh no. Yes. Uh, cause spoiler alert again, this episode I think is going to raise a grunt debate. Um, oh no, I'm curious. Oh no. <laughs> I'm curious what's going to happen when we get to the grunt count. But, um, yeah, he gives a, he gives a, Oh no. Um, and, uh, this prompts Jill to say, you know, maybe we should start thinking about something more permanent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Tim and says... Tim's,
1: no, go ahead. Go. You you do No, it. you go ahead. No, no you, you do go it. ahead. No, you You're better at it. The timing is so great right now. Uh, Tim suggests... Uh, Jill suggests a more permanent solution, and Tim says, well, you have my total some more support. And Jill some says, <laughs> you have my total support. <laughs> it's like support, but it's 40% less effective, but also a lot cheaper. Mort! <laughs> <laughs> um you yeah, have my total support though and then tim and then she reveals that she actually wants tim to get a vasectomy and tim says you have lost my support," uh, <laughs> uh because tim does not want to get a vasectomy even though jill yeah. explains that it's much less invasive and much less risky who says that the
0: the wives with knives club yeah <laughs> <laughs> anytime you deal with the downtown area it's very invasive <laughs> uh, um yeah this kind of starts tim down this uh defensive joke makey uh attitude that i i'm not super keen on but um it
1: doesn't really start him down it so much as it parachutes him into it
0: and he <laughs> remains there for the rest of the episode pretty much <laughs> stuck in a tree yeah just kinda yeah yeah red, <laughs> the harness pulling on his crotch yes uh, r- red buttons out. in the longest day etc etc <laughs> um uh, we red get Scum? a knife transition Was there anything in that uh, scene that we didn't cover you want to go to? No, 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 no. No, No, I don't want to cover anything. We get a knife transition, uh, one of many, uh, to Harry's Hardware, where uh, all the guys are in there except for... Marty! Except for... (laughs) Who comes in... uh, (laughs) delayed. Who comes in wearing a Cosby sweater.
1: Yeah, and uh, there everyone is giving him crap for God. Do you think actually? Do you think it was an intentional Cosby sweater? Do you think
0: they were taking potshots at at the Cosby Show? No, no. I, at this point, ninety six. I think the the first iteration of the Cosby Show I think was off air. Okay, so okay, but the, like he was, on, but like he had a show in the nineties too, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think that started to like ninety
1: eight maybe. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, yeah color me incorrect about bill cosby that great guy we all like um <laughs> so but he everyone's giving him crap for wearing the sweater that his wife got him and they're all giving him yep. crap because she you know made him wear it and you know ah, how dare you do a thing that your wife wants you to do you eunuch um and but then but then marty in response to marty in response to some <laughs> razzing from tim Wobs out there that he heard that Tim has an appointment with a urologist about a vasectomy, and then all the guys uh, turn their fire on Tim instead.
0: Yeah, and this really starts to remind me of the episode, Let's Go to the Videotape, Yeah, where the shenanigans in the hardware store, I'm just, I I can't get behind uh, most of the time, because it is just, it's too direct of an example of how... Toxic masculinity can make things so much worse. Uh, Yes. Uh, You know, Raz, I mean, it's one thing to, like, take a joke and Raz each other, but to do so to such a degree that you are you know, you're making statements that things aren't manly and that you're not a man. If you're, you know, uh, you think this way or whatever the case, I don't want to get in my, hold on. God, I'm standing on my, my soapbox and it's, uh, it's starting to cave in. So, okay. um, Do you want to, do you want to lower your standing desk so you don't have to stand (laughs) on your soapbox anymore? Exactly. Yes. Um, it just, it starts to, to get on my nerves a little bit, but, uh, I do like that they've turned the tables on Tim and that they're making fun of him, finally. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Always like to see that. That kind of, that that evens things out a little bit. And I have questions for you about Marty in this scene. Uh, A, I just want to generally say, I like that they're incorporating Marty into scenes that aren't, like, the Taylor family specific. That he's just one of the guys. I really think he's a good addition to that.
1: Yeah, no, I I really, I really do like the character a lot. I like, the way he's played, and I like his voice and his. Look. I mean, I like him all a lot. I'm not just like writing a Valentine. Like, do you, you know he's not? He's not on my best worst list. He doesn't have the cutest yeah. butt on the show. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, you know, I I do like him being a part of the mix, and that and that Tim's group of dudes that he hangs out with happens to include his brother. I think that's a cool bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the other question I have about Marty in this scene is, what up with Marty? Why is he so salty? <laughs> what, what, why is he so out for blood for Tim in this? I mean, he comes in planning to bring up the vasectomy. Like, there, there's no... It's not happenstance. He orchestrates it in such a way that he's like, I'm going to out Tim and uh, embarrass him in front of all of his pals uh, for the fact that he's getting a vasectomy.
1: <laughs> Landon, you and I have spent... I don't know, let's say three and a half years with Tim Taylor, and yeah. I would say we have it out for him. Imagine spending 30 <laughs> or 40 years. Imagine growing up with Tim Taylor. Like, really think about Fair that point. for just a second. You Any piece of hot goss that you get, you would want to fling at
0: him to try and bring him down <laughs> to make up that for is... years of torment. That's very true, and uh, he certainly does because as Tim starts to defend himself, Marty kind of disappears to the back aisles and then reemerges with uh, with uh, some gardening shears and uh, makes some joke uh, I did, that I did not write down. Would you let um, somebody come at you with a pair of these? <laughs> and Al again, so Al's here, and he has just some beautiful deliveries. He just very adamantly just goes, "That's not what they use." Yeah. They don't cut anything off of you because Benny, of course, is under the impression that that a vasectomy and being neutered are the same thing. He... Yeah, and that uh, after Ben this is Benny saying, uh, after you get a vasectomy, you're a change. I hear you're a changed man. And Al chimes in <laughs> again. Just it's not a funny line written, but it's the way that Richard Carn performs. It just goes, no, you're not. It doesn't change you at all. <laughs> uh, he just has so much conviction, and uh, he's the only voice of reason in this whole situation that I I love. And, and, you know, and it, it,
1: and I think it is best encapsulated by this exchange where Al says, Guys, you're all being insensitive. Tim is making a very loving choice. Tim responds, Shut up, Al. And then Harry says, What do you do? Sit on the couch all day reading Ladies' Home Journal? And it's just like, mm. Wow, just okay, just, like, I don't know. I, d- I think what I hate most about the tool shop scenes is that Al is always saying the right thing. And it's yes, the- I don't expect I don't expect everyone to agree with Al, but I would love it if they wouldn't like actively drag Al for it and have the audience laugh. And then we move on yeah. from it without them getting a comeuppance
0: like there's drag, moment- it, drag it in a way that they point out that what he's saying is effeminate. That's the part that bothers me. Yes. Yeah. Um, But only a woman would care about her partner. Right. Exactly. And uh, Tim, (laughs) Tim is at this point like, I don't want to talk about it, guys. Let's just leave it off the table. I'm just going in to have a chat. Let's not talk about it anymore. And Marty's like, "Uh, well, you better talk about it now because later you're going to be talking like this, (laughs) which (laughs) it's uh, an easy joke to make. But there's some there's like this this little undertone that William O'Leary gives marty's performance uh that makes it like (laughs) there's just like a a real sibling rivalry tone to it that i made it that sold it for me yeah Uh, yeah and and you know that uh sorry go ahead no no i was just gonna say it reminded me of the scene in planes trains
1: and automobiles where after getting picked up by his (laughs) testicles steve martin has a a higher voice for one scene and
0: and i really like that movie so that's what i liked about it that is, to me, the only instance in which the high voice is done really, really well, uh, because they don't draw attention to it. They, You don't know that he's going to speak in a high voice until it cuts to the next scene, and it's done in a, a an ADR, so... Um, I don't know
1: I really like that the only only time that a high voice nut shot uh, has been done well is when it's two of the greatest comedians of all time and one of the greatest directors of all time collaborating (laughs) on it It you can never get that dream team together again for a good ball joke
0: (laughs) yeah Um, so at this point Tim everyone's laughing at Tim and we cue this is like peak okay this is the exact type of person in life that I don't like when anybody's making fun of them Uh, and laughing at them uh, or with them, it cues them to mock, laugh back at them. (laughs) So, So, you know, everyone's kind of laughing at him and he goes, (laughs) really funny guys. Like that is just the, the, like, (laughs) what people pull out when they have no more uh, defense mechanisms i guess
1: yes it's basically saying you guys laughing sounds really funny so who's the real idiot now
0: <laughs> me
1: the person you're making fun of or you guys making sounds that are kind of funny if you take them out of
0: context yeah uh al uh, sticks up for tim's choice T- tim then tells him to shut up which is also yep. frustrating yep uh and then we we end on a joke that i actually kind of liked Uh, again, it's, uh, it's just the way that William O'Leary plays it, but he goes, Hey, Tim, can you pass the chips? (laughs) And Tim, like, goes, Oh, yeah, here you go. And he goes, Actually, forget the chips. You got any nuts? (laughs) And And he does it with his, like, little, just the perfect amount of venom in his voice. And and then Tim very gingerly picks up a bag of nuts off the rack and kind (laughs) of looks at them
1: contemplatively as, as though Marty has really gotten to him. Like, like, like... (laughs) Like, he's in his head now. Like, he, he like, as though Tim is saying, you've made worms meat of me, brother. You've sunk my battleship. <laughs> the, the
0: battle may be lost, but the war is still going. <laughs> I'll um, remember this. <laughs> we get another uh, cutting transition to the doctor's office. We are getting a lot of new sets this season. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, a, it's a, just a real bounty, a bumper crop of new sets. Though, I want to ask... Um, it seems a little bit smaller, but the layout generally reminds me of West Davidson's office. Gosh, you know, I don't. I remember that episode,
1: but i I don't have. I don't remember enough details from it about the specifics of the room. Aside from that, it looks like a Paul Verhoeven set to remember, <laughs> uh, like like the, yeah. the layout of it or, or how big it was. West
0: Davidson's office is like the office from, uh, you know, uh, set in twenty one hundred. The doctor's office looks like the the version of you know in nineteen ninety six. It looks uh, era appropriate. Wes Davison's is like uh, (laughs) actually. um, Joe Polis uh, recently appeared on an episode of Deep Space Nine that I was watching, and he was in an office. And yeah. the office on Deep Space Nine looked less futuristic than the office he had on Home Improvement.
1: Well, you would think that the, the guy who runs Binford, if anyone's office is going to have a lot of power and be futuristic, <laughs> it would be his.
0: Do you think uh, Bud, Bud Harper, do you think he remodeled Wes Davidson's office when he took uh, to control? I, I, th- I think I think that he did, and I think that
1: he took it—I like I think that his <laughs> office went— hard in the other direction, and it looks like Galileo's office or something. It looks like it's from the Renaissance. You know, go in the opposite direction.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. Sorry, I had yeah. to step away
1: from the microphone. Um, I, I just was expecting a bigger laugh because that joke was absolutely hysterical, and, I mean, <laughs> uh, but that's fine, that's fine. True genius is not appreciated in its time. Um,
0: yes, so we, we go to Dr. Kaplan's office, and... and y- Maybe this episode would be a little more tolerable if I didn't get these back-to-back scenes of Harry's hardware and this scene because it just becomes too much defensive Tim for me.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know, but like, like this is the A story in the episode, so I don't know that like putting putting ten seconds of JTT waggling his butt in between the two scenes (laughs) would change that much. Most of the meat of this episode is Tim being defensive and mean.
0: Yeah, but as is the meat of most episodes. Moving the the Wilson scene up to here or something I don't know just a little bit of break between the I don't know the defensiveness just would I don't know that's just what I'm asking for and I didn't get it and so you know life is full of disappointments what does this scene do <laughs> uh, what this scene does is make me mad um, but it starts <laughs> off with. Tim and Jill in the office. Tim
1: is already looking for excuses to leave, and then uh, we hear from outside. You know, Harold, get back here! And we see a man in a surgical gown go running down the hall, and yes. presently followed by Doctor Kaplan, who it turns out is a woman. <gasps> but... What? What? Um, like, I didn't know this. We're not even in the of... same room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we you know we we picked it up by osmosis. We, we yeah. do the same bits, that but true, um. Yeah. But yes, no, just just like uh just like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, Dr. Kaplan uh is a urology woman, and so she uh <laughs> sticks her head in the door and says I'll be right with you and then goes off chasing after is this that, guy.
0: I've never seen Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Is that what that shows about? She's just going through the Australian outback with uh <laughs> performing urology tests on on aboriginal people? Uh you know, I and I'm I, I want to
1: just I want to ask Landon, did you mix up Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, and Quigley Down Under?
0: Because that show is <laughs> set in America. There's no, she's not in Australia at any point. Well, I, <laughs> I said that I didn't see it. I think that uh, Jane Seymour is Australian, isn't she? Uh, I think she had, I think she had an American, ac- or well, or maybe she does have a foreign accent. But the show is set in America. Like the idea is, she, well, I'm just she- saying. Since I haven't seen the show and she's an Australian actress, it just goes without saying that, you know, there's a good chance it could be an Australian set show. So that's, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying I- I'm not totally wrong I'm, I'm just i know you're just asking questions uh
1: look i to be to be fair i have not seen the show either but what i have seen is the i love the 90s segment about the show which didn't mention it being set in australia and i also okay. also uh you know i've seen its reference in a mystery science theater episode where gypsy refers to it as dr jane seymour medicine queen which is always what i will re- think of the show as so <laughs> but that also
0: doesn't refer to it being australian Okay. Um wishful thinking. Dr. Kaplan appears. She is a woman and she's here to talk about a vasectomy.
1: Yep. Uh
0: and just you know,
1: he, Tim is Tim is outraged by this. He says, How can I talk to a woman about what's going on in manland? And Jill Ugh. says Jill says, Manland, now you've got a theme park between your legs, which is which is kind of fun
0: it is yeah jill has some good uh comebacks to tim in this episode and i i want to say that there are a few instances the uh the the list from earlier what we were talking about with uh that randy has and that line in particular uh i definitely remember uh from a being a kid from watching this for the first time oh really uh, i don't know at the time that i fully understood what a vasectomy was maybe this episode taught me what a vasectomy was oh, i can't even be sure of that thing. <laughs> So now you're, so I imagine that you are strongly anti-vasectomy then. I, see, I would have been 12 or 13 by the time this episode aired. Uh, Perfect yeah. age no, to 12. start. I would have been 12. So, yeah, I, I'm almost certain that this would have been my first exposure to vasectomies. Wow. You never forget your first time hearing about vasectomies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Anyway, Tim is having second, third, fourth, and fifth thoughts about this whole thing. Uh, and. A, he doesn't want the vasectomy. B, he doesn't want it performed by a woman. Uh, what do you got?
1: I mean, just it's just it's yeah. It's really this whole scene is just the 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 entire play of it is just that uh, Dr. Kaplan will explain something about how it's a harmless procedure or this or that, and Tim will then. Say something like, "Oh, it's not so harmless to my balls," and then the whole audience laughs, only, laughs uproariously. Like every only, joke is something- I
0: think that would have been funnier if it was <laughs> direct. the The thing that also annoyed me about this is one and we should have covered this in my uh, in our episode about what makes us laugh it, or what makes us not laugh. The one thing that I would never find funny are uh, metaphors and euphemisms for like masturbating or uh, you're you know. Whatever Mike Myers, whenever he goes on a long riff about <laughs> – as Austin Powers about his, you know, tackle and berries, you know, whatever the fuck he goes on about. I'm eating uh, two veg, yeah, etc. cetera. Oh, God, I do not find any of that funny. And this scene is just – and I understand it's broadcast TV and because they're allowing uh, Dr. Kaplan to get away with terminology like scrotum. In a very clinical sense, that they then have to go in the opposite direction for you know censors um, to get a, get around this whole thing by having Tim use all these euphemisms, but the combination of the euphemisms and the frustration uh, on Tim's part, it's just like, it just was not playing well for me.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, you know, and, and it's, it's just the whole, the only beat is just, she explains something very, very clinically and in a calm and, and, uh, standard fashion, and Tim's response is outrage, and it's just, it's just always that, it's just this back and forth, you know, he, she says that, uh, you know, he's gonna have to shave his balls before the, before, uh, coming in, and Tim takes umbrage, and she says, "Well, it's a routine procedure." And Tim goes, "Not in my house, it isn't." And it's like, "Okay." Also, Tim, give it <laughs> give it about ten or fifteen years, and actually, that will become a more routine procedure in a lot
0: of men's <laughs> homes. But we don't need to go too deep into that. Oh my God, how would uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor feel about manscaping? I don't know. Um, well,
1: let's 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 go watch every episode of uh, Last Man Standing. <laughs> it probably comes up there. Uh, I will also. Say one thing that, that Jill points out that Tim is uh, worried about how the vasectomy will affect his performance, and Tim explains yeah. that he puts on a good show and doesn't want the curtain to come down in the middle of the first act, which I think means that Tim would fuck for 30 seconds instead of 90 seconds, so not that big of a difference <laughs>
0: overall. You're yeah, right, exactly. Um, and uh, I have a question for you, sir. Okay. Do you happen to have your ticket? Uh, my my ticket. Uh, well, let me j- yeah. let me see. Uh, I've got
1: let's say I've got my metro card. Um, you know, I tried to load it with more money before I got on. But uh, wh- why do you ask? That's all right. That's legal tender. Oh, th- okay. Well, then, uh, cool. Do you want? You're not going to
0: throw me out the window, then? No, I'm not going to throw you out the window. I'll take your metro card as we uh, now grant you admittance to Character Actor Corner. Oh, wait. Well, oh, OK. That's
1: OK. Interesting. OK, cool. I thought we
0: were right. Yeah, we're charging now. we got to make up expenses it. somehow.
1: OK, well, that's fair. Yeah, we're, we're not doing Patreon anymore. So we've got to make <laughs> it make it work. OK, well, OK, then then welcome me
0: to Character Actor
1: Corner. I'm excited <laughs> to be
0: here. Uh, Dr. Kaplan is played by an actress by the name of Caroline McWilliams. OK. And uh, okay. she goes back into um, the 70s or actually 60s or yeah late 60s and she's mostly a uh an actress from um television shows in the 70s like kojak like Ooh. barney miller Ooh. like the incredible hulk dun, dun, dun. Um, oh, lonely she man. <laughs> was on nine episodes of soap uh Ooh. that was a show i really really enjoyed as a kid uh I haven't had an option to to watch it recently, though.
1: Hey, Um, now more than ever, if there's an important show, Soap. You just have to be sure to watch it for 20 seconds every time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I like that. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome,
0: Landon. Are we thanking each other for bits now? (laughs) Yes. Uh, 49 episodes of Benson. Jeez. She was on Night Court, Hill Street Blues. I'm just trying to give you the full range of her mm, uh, mm-hmm. abilities here so we can step into our... Um, A lot of
1: cop shows. Metagame. Yeah. Uh,
0: she was on Murphy Brown. And judging Amy are some of her more recent uh, credits. Was she on ER? <sighs>
1: Well, this is difficult, because she's been on a bunch of cop shows, and she is playing a doctor here. She was also
0: on St. Elsewhere.
1: Ooh, a show about a hospital, a.k.a. the Hill Street Blues of doctor shows.
0: Um, And let me read a few of her uh, uh, character titles. Okay. In uh, Lois and and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, she played Dr. Vita uh, Duetson. Okay, on home improvement she plays Dr. Kaplan.
1: Yeah, I think I got that one, but thanks anyway
0: <laughs> uh, she played um, assistant uh, district attorney Dr. Christine Holtz on Saint elsewhere. Okay. she's got that very clinical sense about her. I think she plays a lot of doctors. Oh well, okay, it
1: seems like you're leading the uh, objection leading the witness uh, but <laughs> in an I'm incredible G- hulk, she
0: played Dr. Claudia Baxter. Okay, I've heard enough. Uh, I'm going to say, <laughs> yes, she was on ER. She was not on ER.
1: Objection, leading the witness in the wrong direction. You've made a <laughs> mockery of this course.
0: Well, we didn't get the, the very first criteria for our Chulupa challenge anyway, so I figured we'd just have some fun with it. Yeah, that's um, great.
1: Thanks a lot, Landon. I had I had a great time humiliating myself in front of our <laughs> listeners, who held me in the
0: highest regard already. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline McWilliams, uh, unfortunately, passed away in 2010. Oh, no. Uh, that is uh, Character Actor Corner for this week on a sour note.
1: Yeah, well, in loving memory of uh, Caroline McWilliams, thank you for your work in this episode and yes, on the, s- those other episodes of other shows.
0: <laughs> uh, we step out back into her office, Dr. Kaplan's office. Um, is there anything and left here that, th- uh Yeah, okay, so we can kind of end it by saying that... Um, you know, they say that uh, vasectomy is just kind of an in-and-out, uh, what do you call it, uh, outpatient um, yeah. procedure, yeah. and that the only restriction is that Tim can't drive uh, for the remainder of that day.
1: Yes, and that, for Tim, is the straw that broke the camel's scrotum, and he gets up and storms out saying that separating a man from his sperm is one thing. Separating from his uh, from his car is inhuman, and... Um, which is just the, just, I mean, I and I get that, of course, Tim already wasn't on board with it, but that's that's yeah. you know just the excuse that he's using, but also just, it just, uh, just such an immense fuck off. <laughs> like this, this the like the way that I would have found this better would be if Tim knew that the right thing to do was to get the vasectomy, but he was like, and he was like, yeah, no, honey, I want to do it, I, I want to do it, but, but just. You know, if I'm not able to drive, you know, like basically if you curb your enthusiasm did, it, and it's like trying to be sure. the good guy, but then is trying to find excuses and reasons not, like that would be funnier.
0: Yeah. This is just, nah. Is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we get a zipper transition uh, to the living room. The next <laughs> lot of scene zips up <laughs> <laughs> into the living room, uh, or the I should say the dining room, where Aunt, uh, Randy is uh, still enamored with his butt and his reflection in the, the kitchen windows there.
1: He, he's he's sort of like Narcissus, but if it was the butt, <laughs> and uh, like... If, Instead if of a
0: pond, it's a kitchen window?
1: Yeah, basically that. But he's going to be trapped there looking at his butt for all eternity. Um, <laughs> but all, that being said, and speak, speaking of yeah. all eternity, he spends a long time strutting around in front of this
0: window looking at his butt. Like, this, bit, this butt bit yeah. goes on for a bit. He's catwalking a little bit to like a apple garage band drum loop i mean it's not even music <laughs> i, was, it's I just wasn't hallucinating ding, ding, that huh i mean Panda. it's j- just that for uh i don't know a good minute and a half yeah yeah it was um yeah. you know, i don't know that it was a minute and a half i i think that it was mean, like about seven minutes long i think it was seven minutes in heaven, at
1: least for all the all the eleven year old girls watching it they they <laughs> they they taped this episode and then wore out the VHS stopping and rewinding uh,
0: Mark comes in and just immediately throws Randy uh, a uh, aren't you getting tired of looking at your butt? to which I answered, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um I also
1: I, I just want to correct you, uh, this isn't Mark who comes in. this is Andre the giant, um, who is actually <laughs> taller than Randy and who's <laughs> and also, whose hair looks about as long and shaggy as mine is by the time I'm allowed to leave my apartment again,
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um and this uh, uh, I, I, I like it. Mark doesn't have much to do in these episodes of late. I you know I can't even remember an episode in season five that really was centered around him. But yeah, yeah, um, since he
1: since he got caught shoplifting, he hasn't really had a lot to do. <laughs> I know. And that was a season four episode. Um, yeah, I think he's just, he's still in the doghouse for that. They
0: caught him shoplifting. <laughs> they were like, you don't get to be the focal point of an episode for a while. <laughs> that said, though, they do give him a lot of zingers uh, these days. And I think that he has an aptitude to uh, to throw it back in Randy and Brad's face every once in a while, even Tim from time to time, because um, as Randy's kind of going through his narciss- narcissistic dance here, he just goes, uh, here to tell you a little something about life, Mark. Uh apparently looks matter and I've got him. And <laughs> Mark and I think it's his delivery too. I really want to praise Tara Noah Smith here. Cause he kind of he goes to like walk away like halfway up the steps and he stops and like turns over his shoulder to deliver this line, like, I could give a fuck about what you're saying to me. And he just <laughs> turns and goes, uh so Randy says, uh, looks matter, I got him. Mark just turns to the camera or turns to Randy and goes, it's too bad you're sitting on him <laughs> and then walks just completely walks off screen stage, uh, stage, And, uh, he's he getting up. He goes off on a high note.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's like Vegas
0: comics. You just, you know, your, your biggest laugh, you walk away then. <laughs> uh, and as soon as Mark walks out of frame, Brad and Angela come in. Yes. And we, we remember Angela, right? She is oh, Brad's yes. new girlfriend Yes. Uh, I'm not going to go into a character actor corner for her, but um, we have seen her previously. This is her second uh, appearance as yes. the fast-talking uh, high school sweetheart.
1: Yes, and not not fast-talking like Jennifer Jason Lee in the Hudsucker Proxy. I mean fast-talking <laughs> like, uh, like Reese Witherspoon in Clueless. Wait, no, that's not Reese Witherspoon. Um,
0: <laughs> no, it's not.
1: No, no, no. Wait, I have it. I have it. I I'm going to leave you out to dry. I have it. I have it. Just a second. Clueless, starring. Oh God, I knew it a second ago. Alicia Silverstone. There we go.
0: There you go. Yes. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Great uh, pacing. The show is on track. People are laughing. They can't get enough of this. Number one on iTunes. Uh, so, uh, so yes. Brad uh, and his girlfriend come in, and and uh, and then Randy gets some. Uh, Randy gets some bad news.
0: Yeah, uh, Angela reveals that, um, they, uh, someone's boyfriend, uh, pissed off his girlfriend, and as, uh, out of revenge, instead of placing, uh, him on the best butt list, they picked the scrawniest butt in school, which happened to be Randy. (laughs) Yep. Uh,
1: and Randy is crushed by this, much as his butt has been crushed
0: into a scrawny size. (laughs) (laughs) that is true uh he is disappointed um and i gotta i gotta be honest he's gonna be a little more disappointed as well. well why why is that landon well uh you know people if you if you want a refund we'll give you one uh because jtt junction this week is uh hijacked once again by mr tim allen
1: jesus christ what we have to something must be
0: done landon well, Wait. we're gonna go into it, and I, I, I want to read it because uh, I, I was on the fence about exerting a lot of this out um, or, or you know, omitting a lot of this, but then I thought, you know, what makes up a person besides themselves? Uh, it's the Whoa. environment that surrounds them. So, in order to better understand JTT, I think we have to better understand the circumstances that uh, that he stepped into. But I feel like We, the two
1: of us are perhaps better qualified than anyone, including the people who made the TV series Home Improvement, to understand the TV series Home Improvement. So we are the last two people who, like, there's nothing more that can be understood. This is like, this is like if you get, like, somebody with a PhD in history to, like, sit down and read, like, a children's book about the Revolutionary War. It's, it's, it's a high-level gloss over information we know backwards and forwards.
0: Well, Truman, what if I promise you that we'll get some new information about Tim Allen in this chapter? I guess I guess okay. fine.
1: Uh, one other question have we mm-hmm. been have we uh, sanitized the trolley to JTT Junction? Have we wiped down all of the seats and the and the s- straps and the bars? Uh,
0: yeah, actually JTT Junction this week is done over webinar so uh, uh, you can do it from your home. Um, you do not need to uh, join us on the actual trolley, which is being uh, maintenance for upgrades for when everybody can uh, join us again. It's going, to, it's going to be one of
1: those big, uh, long bendy buses now with the with the little accordion thing in the middle. <laughs> I'm so, I ride a lot of public uh,
0: transit, I think, about these things. Yeah, I have ridden one of those once in my life, and it was very disconcerting to me. Uh, mostly because I have motion sickness and it made me sick, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Look, pro pro tip for everybody else. Sometimes, depending on the city you're in, they have a couple seats in the
1: bendy accordion bit. Those are the good seats. Get those because then the whole bus moves around you, and it's it's a real trip. That's just a little. Uh, that's <laughs> that's Truman's making riding the bus more fun corner. Uh, which is not relevant like to many it. people. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let okay. Let's okay. Well, then let's let's Skype into JTT Junction. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, can, can everybody hear me? I think somebody's got their mic on. Um, whoever whoever has their mic on, can you just turn that off okay um, can we okay and and if your connections bad just turn off video etc cetera, etc cetera. more Skype
0: conference jokes <laughs> all right we have entered JTT Junction for those of you just joining us we are reading excerpts <laughs> we are reading excerpts from the book totally JTT the unauthorized biography of Jonathan Taylor Thomas by Michael and John's non uh, nondiplume. Uh, we are currently in chapter 3, um page 26, about uh, halfway down. Uh, Truman, do you remember what happened last week? Um Tim Allen. <laughs> like Tim Allen is a person
1: who is yeah. so big that he <laughs> obscures the sun and 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 fights his way into every piece of literature.
0: <laughs> uh, including that of his Middle Son. Randy Taylor. Yes. Uh, We also learned that Randy, uh, or I should say JTT, uh, got an audition and got cast on a TV show called Hammer Time. Yes. Um, So with that, uh, let's pick up where she left off talking about uh, how this show called Hammer Time came to be. Boy, oh boy. Let's find out. (laughs) Uh, Okay. She's talking about Tim Allen and uh, going to Western Michigan University. Mm -hmm. She says... Odd jobs followed, including stints at a sports store and an advertising company. At the latter, he worked his way up to producing commercials, and every once in a while, he would cast himself as a background extra in one of them. That, however, is not what led to his emergence as a performer. Please talk about
1: cocaine. Please talk about cocaine. Please talk about cocaine. (laughs) Instead, it was a dare. To carry some Uh, cocaine
0: through an airport. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh this is a quote uh quote one night some friends and i were at the comedy castle a detroit uh club specializing in stand-up uh verified i used to perform there what um, yeah landon, back in now, michigan
1: this is, okay this is great this is
0: like this is landon solano junction now i'm interested <laughs> it's a it's a mini junction inside the major junction um right. it's an inception junction Okay, the quote continues. uh, It was open mic night where anyone could go on stage and try to be funny, and one guy dared me to go up and tell some jokes. That's the end of the quote. Uh, It does not actually attribute that to Tim Allen, but um, I guess implied. Anyway. uh, It's an unauthorized biography, Landon. I mean, it could be anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. And because Tim has never been one to turn down a dare, an entire career was born. The quote continues. I found that I really... Uh, I found that I really could make other people laugh, Tim says incredulously, and I thought, hey, this is cool. (laughs) Okay. Uh, There you go. Over the years, uh, he developed his patter, uh, testing different routines until he struck upon a winner, the Macho Man character. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) For anyone doing WWF work, uh, that is two (laughs) WWF references this week. Um, Simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, with his trademark grunts. Oh, no, no. Come on, Landon. Jesus Christ. You've been doing this for five <laughs> seasons. You could do better grunts than that. I, 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 uh-huh. Just... Uh-huh. No, so, that's so, not it either. How does he do his three, three grunt cluster? Oh, oh, oh uh-huh. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. For
1: a a second there, it was like you just – you took over my role on the – like you were just bantering (laughs) with yourself. You're like a perpetual
0: motion podcaster. (laughs) This is what happens when I'm all alone in a room uh, and I am sweating my balls off right now. Are you preparing? Well, well, a, I mean, if if you're sweating them
1: off, you won't need a vasectomy. Uh, secondly, are you just preparing for maybe the Fair. worst to happen to me in this in this
0: pandemic and getting ready to like have to make the podcast on your own? Because exactly, I- that's it's why I'm assuming your identity by reading Dune, by playing Red Dead Redemption, by uh doing all the things that you love. That's why I watch the Hudsucker Proxy. I gotta know your DNA inside and out so that I can play both parts without anyone missing a beat.
1: That, you know, um, that means that you have made more preparations for the coronavirus <laughs> than the U.S. government did. So I salute <laughs> you, sir. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, so his uh, 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 had uh, audiences howling. Uh, yes. This is another quote. My comedy celebrates what's cool about guys, Tim described. Uh, uh. Guys love brand names, especially tool brand names and big block motors. Oh, that's how yeah. men communicate. Mm-hmm. They do not say, that's a nice outfit. They say, is that your Hemi out there, knowing that the other guy will understand, dot, 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 but few women would. You know, Landon, <laughs> when we first met and I asked you if that was your Hemi out there, and you
1: said it was, I think that really set up our friendship in a major I way. I so. I mean, and then we talked about all those brand name tools, <laughs> such as uh, all those ones.
0: I think I have asked you more about your clothes and hair about than I have about anything regarding tools or cars <laughs> in our entire friendship.
1: True, and that was mainly and that was mainly in a Gruntwork Nights episode specifically about those <laughs> topics.
0: Um anyway, let's finish this up. Uh Tim's aim wasn't to belittle women. Well, uh yeah. you know, sometimes we don't hit our points. But uh, interrupted out... <laughs>
1: by Greta Gerwig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you say "be little women"? Yes, um, I like it. Uh, but to point out that uh, point out and parody the differences between the sexes. His real life experience in the battle of the sexes came not only from jousting with his four sisters. Something I what? didn't know. What? Uh, parentheses. He's from a big family. Uh, but by this time, with his wife Laura, learning about parenting. Uh, I'm sorry, learning. About the parenting part came courtesy of their daughter, Katie. Huh. So Tim is just surrounded by women. No wonder he's kind of, like, overly aggro. He's kind of... It's kind of like he's the last man standing. (laughs) Uh, One more paragraph here. He's kind of like Uh, a galaxy quest, you know? (laughs) It's almost as though there's a Santa Claus helping him out. Let's zoom past these references to finish this up um, hey no more mr nice guy here that's a jackie chan movie
1: yeah but it's also uh it's not no wait, mr nobody no wait <laughs> joe somebody <laughs> listen listen landon enough of these police story one and twos okay there's gonna be a real rumble in the bronx if we don't get back on track <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Uh, <clears throat> While working the stand-up circuit, Tim was discovered by a Disney executive who knew Matt Williams and uh, and his partners were on the prowl for comics with the potential to become TV stars. Although Tim was interested in television, he held out for the right project before signing on the dotted line. In the end, Hammer Time, parentheses, soon to be called Home Improvement, oh! was that show. End of jtt junction for this week smash cut Uh, to (laughs) (laughs) Blends. and skype call i actually did just shut down my ipad so i gotta pull open my notes can you fill for me while i get this back on track here
1: yeah yeah no absolutely so i picture i picture like that that bit in the film adaptation of totally jtt when it's revealed that the show was home improvement all along we get like Smash cut to black. Directed by Michael Ann Johns. And then, like the, the <laughs> song, like the guitar solo from uh, from November Rain is playing. Uh, and 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 uh, yeah, they're flashing up all the all the credits one after another. I don't really need to describe what the end credits of something looks like. I took this improv in a bad direction.
0: Um, <laughs> That's right. I'm back on track. So uh, thank God. Let's get back to the scene. Um, the boys leave the room uh, when Tim and Jill come home from uh, Doctor Kaplan's office.
1: Yes. And uh, they get back they' are still uh, they're still arguing. And, um, you know, it's just more of the same. Just Tim just doesn't want to do this. and he he finally flops down on the couch and says, "Shots, shaving. You just don't understand about the pain down there. And <sighs> and at this point, I was expecting the audience to laugh at this or the audience to go, "Whoa at this. The audience <laughs> just stays silent.
0: They don't. not react to this huge, huge pile of shit that Tim has stepped in. Well, you know, this is a very little-known fact about television shows. In addition to the uh, much-known applause sign, there is a uh, a sign that lights up next to it that says "Silence." <laughs> there's there's a "Don't you fucking say anything" sign that goes on right next to it, and it's just it, it says all of that, but it also has an icon of like a masked uh, robber holding a gun to somebody's head. <laughs>
1: uh yeah yeah so okay well then that that sign was was lit
0: up in full force at this moment (laughs) um uh and cue jill and this is where i'm like this is the big difference for me from season three where back in season three it felt like jill and all the other characters were still acquiescing to tim here they've at least learned to let them defend themselves to throw it back at tim and jill is just like Hold the motherfucking phone. She takes off her blazer. She puts on her boxing gloves. She tapes <laughs> up her fists. She <laughs> dips them in uh, uh, nails and whatever glass uh, from uh, that uh, John Claude Van Damme movie that I can't think of right now. Uh, uh, and blood she's sport? like bloodsport. Let me tell you a little something about birth sport.
1: <laughs> she also, you forgot that she also covers her face in Vaseline, so it's harder for people to grab on. We're like the one <laughs> scene right, in, yeah. in Deadwood where the guy fights. Okay, go on.
0: Uh, and so she starts talking about birth, and of course this cues Tim to just Oof. roll his eyes and go, "Oh my God, here we go! Isn't there a statue of limitations on that?" Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Let, let me let me tell you, um, not a fun thing to be sitting
1: next to a woman on the couch when Tim <laughs> trots out the whole, "Oh man, childbirth again!" Like that's yeah. like. I mean, not fun to be anywhere hearing that because Tim is way off base, but yet another point when it's like, ooh, that just makes me like want to apologize for being
0: the same gender as this guy right now. <laughs> I, I completely agree with that. Um, so they have this conversation. This is where they're just, I want to point this out for our grunt count section, but uh, I think there's a little hidden grunt here, and I'm what? very curious what your what? thought was on it. Where what? he gets up, right when he gets up from the couch, there's there's a, a an exasperated noise that's like, and I don't know if it was a grunt or if it was a grunt version of, Ugh, or if you would even count that, because I mean, it's that not sounds, a word, it necessarily. It's more like a we're groan, world. and we're not I doing mean, groan. Well, here. I didn't, I didn't, that's a good point. I like <laughs> that, though. Yeah because okay. it seems
1: like he's, he's making an exasperated
0: expression. I mean it's not like he, with the intended oh uh, uh, yeah, that like he usually grunt, has, right? A
1: grunt is usually like it's usually kind of a jubilant expression or a confused expression. He never grunts to express displeasure. Oh no. Well, yeah, but that doesn't that we don't count that under our rules.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, fair. All right, I just wanted to point it out. Just wanted to point it out. Uh, and I might be pointing it out as we go through this, so that I can cross off anything that might be uh, a fake grunt, so that I have a more accurate count by the end. But who's who's saying there's no rules to this? I can do what I want. Don't don't hold that against me. And um, nobody's getting chalupas either. We've we've failed every every step true. of the way so far in the chalupa challenge. Yeah, but my pride might get some chalupas if I get it right. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, Tim gets up from the couch with that little uh, uh, sideways grunt and puts on his jacket to go step outside to talk to Wilson.
1: And as he steps out the back door into the snowy, frosty backyard, he is facing away from the camera and he's zipping up his jacket. And for a brief, beautiful second, it kind of looks like he's unzipping his fly. And I thought to myself,
0: wait, (laughs) is Tim going to go take a spite piss on the back of the
1: house because he's angry right now?
0: (laughs) I would have totally called him out on that because he uh, yelled at Al for trying to do that a couple, uh, wasn't it, last season? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I remember that, when yeah when Al was uh, running out back to take a piss in the morning, yeah. uh, having forgotten uh, that bathrooms exist. <laughs> uh, anyway, Wilson's back there, uh, gathering twigs for his terrarium. It is uh, mating season for his new spiders. Yeah, um, g-
1: get the fuck out of here with that, Wilson. I am moving out of the neighborhood <laughs> if you're creating baby spiders in my backyard.
0: Well, I don't know, I think it's okay. I mean, okay. should I not tell you about my uh, my baby spider experiment that I do in my bedroom? Uh, yeah, you you shouldn't tell me about that. Uh, you've just
1: ensured that no matter what happens with coronavirus, I will never record at your apartment again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fantastic. Uh, yes. I mean, not no, it's not fantastic that you won't come over again. Uh, Way to this, go, Landon. You totally didn't yeah. give it away. No, great I bit, put great my bit. foot in my mouth. Anyway, Wilson. Yoga? <laughs> Yoga? Oh, f- because I bent to put my foot in my mouth. Yes. Wow. This Explain is a really joke. good string. <laughs> All right, <laughs> really, we're, doing really... great. Listen, we're doing great. Listen, it's hit or stride. I don't know how this is possible. It is 63 degrees outside, and I feel like it's a thousand degrees in here. Uh, I have already stripped myself of most of my clothes. Uh, I'm glad hey, guys, that no one can oh hear my. me. <laughs> Well, except for you know you you know that you're recording this. People can hear you now. But... They can hear me, but they can't see me, and I'm okay with that. Listen, I'll I'll, I'll podcast naked all I want to, uh, as long as it's not video. Grunt
1: work has uh, grunt work has gotten sexier under these new conditions. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm I'm
0: not naked, but I could be. We could we could trade off on that every week, I guess. All right. Well, yeah, I've got uh, I've got a, as you know, very hot apartment. So um, this anyway, this, this episode is all about sacks, And now we're taking our clothes off. <laughs> Guys, you do the rest. Um, <laughs> Tim yeah. starts to talk about, uh, it, you know, there's some asinine backwards way that he gets into the conversation with Wilson about. Oh, yeah. Well, don't let Jill get her hands on those uh, spiders because she <laughs> she'll you know, they won't have a leg to stand on because apparently they mate with their genitals on their leg or something like that one more Um, thing to be disgusted about by spiders (laughs) and they get to talking about what what's the what's your real problem here tim hey listen look inside yourself what's uh what's bubbling beneath these fears (laughs) and it comes out that uh you know it's really um that he doesn't want to have kids again he just likes the idea that he can have kids he likes the sense of power to pass on his genes yes yes
1: And what Wilson points out is that the thing that really makes Tim a man and what makes him manly is the way he lives and the way he takes care of his wife and children. Like, that makes him manly, not the exact uh, uh, composition and makeup of his jizz. (laughs) <laughs> and uh that 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 gives Tim something to think about
0: it does it does in fact uh something else is gonna give him something to think about in the next scene that slides into place as we go to uh tool time backstage Tim Let's is arriving give uh something for to think about sorry what sorry no never mind that wasn't me that was someone else <laughs> that was truman Wright. um we <laughs> go backstage Harry uh is chasing Tim down the uh the tool time hallway there uh Apparently waiting for him in the parking lot. I don't know what what that situation. What was the scene right before the camera started rolling on this tool time backstage? I I, I like to think of kind of an all the president's men
1: situation where like Tim pulls into the parking garage and and Harry's <laughs> waiting for him like deep throat with some very important and secretive information.
0: Yeah, uh, and he's just as nervous about revealing uh, something that could chip away at his masculinity as he is about national secrets, but um. <laughs> He uh yeah, he follows Tim in and he's like, Listen, um, I came by, we just wanna apologize for how we treated you um in uh you know the store the other day, and uh he admits that you know what, it's actually not so bad to get a vasectomy and uh I, I, I would know, guys. I would know. I had one. What <laughs> I, I... this this was another, uh, I'm interested uh, glad that you did that because this was another kind of questionable grunt for me. The, Tim's response to it, I couldn't tell if it was a grunt, que- His like, huh? Or if it was, uh, just a general noise like you made.
1: Uh, no, it was, a, that was a grunt. That one, It
0: that was, was a grunt. Okay. Tim was confused and shocked
1: by the response. So that was a grunt. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But um, so Harry admits that, you know, he's had, he and Dolores have had four children and she didn't want to go through with it. And he's been through all of the horrors of war and what, you know, it was no big deal to get his, uh, nutsack trimmed a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And which I, I thought, I, li- I thought that this scene was sweet. I thought it was sweet that Harry came and apologized to Tim. And I think it was the way that he, that he puts it just that, you know, yeah, I went to Vietnam and had all these horrible things happen. So, you know, getting, getting my, getting this thing done to my ball sack is really not that big a deal. Um, you know, it was in, in an episode of moments of men behaving badly, I thought this was a man behaving goodly.
0: Hey, how about that? Uh, we didn't even have to endure Rob Schneider, so... Um, <laughs> we <laughs> Does anybody get that reference? I mean, that I, I show mean, was on for like a season.
1: Yeah, um, I, did, I didn't 100% get it, but I, I, I respect you for making it, and I know that I should have gotten it.
0: No, you shouldn't. <laughs> I think I am in the minority of not, uh, whatever. Who ne- who needs to know about Rob Schneider uh, credits these days? Um, Tim thanks uh, Harry for, you know, sharing this with him and puts his hand on his shoulder, and then, uh, of course, that crosses the line. Uh, <laughs> men can't touch other men. No, no, um, no. And Harry says, you know, in fact, it's not as bad as you think. Uh, sex actually gets a little bit better, guys. Yeah, because uh, you, you can do, do it-, it any place Anytime. Any (laughs) place, anytime? Yep. And then Harry starts to explain, and Tim's like, nah, on the second thought, I don't want to picture Dolores that way. And uh, we get a curler and hair transition to uh, back to the Taylor house, the front door. Jill is walking Angela down um, as she's leaving the the house. Angela's speaking a mile a minute. Yep. And um, she leaves. Yeah, I don't bonded. know why why that whole scene, part of the scene existed. <laughs> nothing. There's no button to any. You know. There's no callback to anything. It's just there's no button. There's
1: no. There's no great butt. There's nothing.
0: <laughs> um, Tim comes in, and yes. uh, this is where the episode turns. <laughs> the literally the last scene of the episode. They pull the record uh, as late as possible. I really appreciate. How they turn this by Tim saying, you know what, uh, I'm just, I think I'm feeling a little uh, apprehensive. I, I, I think it's just that I have more questions. Yeah. And it's, it's a very emotionally intelligent answer to, to be able to admit that, like, you know, I'm just unsure about this. And I think getting more information, I mean, this is the antithesis of Tim the Toolman Taylor. Getting more information is the opposite of reading the instruction manual.
1: Yeah. And, and also just admitting that, like, I'm not really sure about this. I don't know how I feel yet. I need to learn mm-hmm. more. Like, Yeah. It's it's not the all or nothing mentality. It's like the acknowledging gray areas, which he is traditionally not good at.
0: Yeah. And Jill comes over for her part to say, you know, um, about this manhood thing, don't you think that uh, protecting me from having to undergo surgery, don't you think that's Kind of manly. I mean, if I had gotten the surgery, would you see me as any less of a woman? And as she crosses to Tim, the home improvement microphones seem to have died. I don't know if you picked up on that. No, I didn't. This whole like exchange between Tim and Jill was like the microphone was left in the living room, (laughs) and they're in the kitchen. It was just so quiet. Maybe maybe Um, they they skyped it in. I don't know. It sounded it sounded fine for me. Maybe uh, maybe it's just better on the DVD than it is on what you have. Maybe. Anyway, he admits he has more questions and, um, can't let this episode end without mentioning that, uh, the calendar says February. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Landon, you are so lucky we're not in the
1: same room right now. You're lucky you're far away from my fists of fury. Oh, God.
0: This is what's going to kill me, honestly. they, They give a, uh, she gives him a little bit of a show of support and he's like, okay, well, maybe, um... Maybe if you just got me a little aftershave, though. Uh, I got to be careful about slapping that stuff on. Uh, stinger. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it, it
1: would it would stinger to put some uh, <laughs> some uh, aftershave <laughs> down there, Regardless, at least it'll sting on. him.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> the boys all leave uh, in the stinger, which uh, they're all going out the back door while Jill is about to prep dinner. Uh, but Tim walks in from the garage and uh, he he apparently t- this is a, a time has passed. He got the surgery. Yep. He's yep. got the surgery and he's recovered enough to be in fine fucking form. Um, <laughs> and take that statement as literal as you possibly can, because he is in fine fucking form because all he wants to do is uh, yes. uh, lay down with Jill. Yes. And uh, she
1: suggests the kitchen counter. He suggests mm-hmm. the attic, but that's too dusty. And she says, "Oh, why
0: don't we do somewhere we haven't done it in a while? The bedroom." I, I want to I, I point out very specific lines here. Yes. Well, when she when he says, "How about the attic?" she says, "No, last time that was too dusty." Oh, right, last time. So they've fucked in the attic. What I want to bring this around to is, it's been a while. I have to give them credit. They haven't ended an episode by having them go fuck in, a, in a, quite a while. Yeah, um, it,
1: it's it's refreshing.
0: But it was definitely a recurring uh, thing in the first couple seasons. Do you think the Attic was, <laughs> do you think it's a commonplace for them? Or do you think it was uh, spurned on by this whole new situation?
1: I think it was, I think it was, um, I think it was a sort of an exotic, like, well, I don't know, but also we've long speculated that they've they've done it in every room in the house, and indeed have built new secret rooms into the house to do it in. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe
0: it was uh, the boys don't know me. that they have an attic. <laughs> 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 all those <laughs> all those noises that Randy was hearing in the basement <laughs> from the pipes <laughs> were all coming from Tim and Jill.
1: yes they they, uh yeah that's really not That's it's not that the heater is turning on it's that tim and jill get into the heater through a secret (laughs) compartment and the heat that is generated by what they're doing is what in fact heats
0: the house (laughs) oh my god Uh, (sighs) anyway um they they decide to go off and have some sex and uh we go to get some outtakes where um he tries to he kisses her while he's trying to think of a joke. You could tell Tim Allen's trying to buy some time um, while he's thinking of an improv. It's really funny, guys. Yeah. Holy crap! I am getting warm here. Let's go into our final things. Um, yes.
1: The, yeah. To save Landon from heatstroke.
0: The grunt count. <gasps> yes. My guess was two.
1: Yes. Well. Um. Sorry. It's actually five. What? So, when he's outside with Wilson, uh, Wilson talks about how it's natural for a man to uh, want to pass his uh, genes down to other generations, and Tim goes, oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh." So, he basically, he does four grunts there. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh, no. And he does the the one grunt in the conversation with Harry. So, total of five grunts,
0: folks. Well, I was way off on that. You were Um, way off. That's embarrassing.
1: We fucked up the Chalupa Challenge in every conceivable way. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean people owe us Chalupas? This means that Taco Bell is going to take Chalupas off the menu. (laughs) (laughs) Now no one can ever have a Chalupa again.
0: Oh, God. Well, uh, that wraps this uh, very longer-than-usual episode of (laughs) Grunt Work. Um, We we just want to thank... <laughs> Just want to thank some of our patrons, our official grunt heads. Yes, we should. Uh, yes, yeah, so thank you to Michael, to Mason, to TJ, to Cheyenne, to Farah, to Manbach, to Amber, and to Spencer. And really, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, really, but... thank
1: you. Big, big, th- like, I wish that I knew a thing that all of you guys liked so I could talk about it the way that Landon <laughs> did with my batch of people who I thanked, but I'm not that good of a podcast host.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe um, next time, but probably not. Probably not. Even though uh, our Patreon is for free for the time being, uh, Gruntwork is still made possible by the support of people like you. Uh, so if you enjoyed today's show, want to help us create even better content Uh, trust me, we're going to need some technical assistance through this whole new phase that we're in. Um, consider becoming an official Grunthead over on our Patreon.
1: Yes, that's right, because for as little as $1 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content, like our weekly Gruntwork Nights episodes.
0: And if you decide to subscribe at one of our higher tiers, you can get access to a number of other fun benefits, which you can all do over at Patreon.com/gruntworkpod. Uh, but if you are the "I don't like to spend money on podcasts" type, uh, the way you can support us is by leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, uh, it's the fastest and easiest way to support us and get us in front of other people's ears. He's not lying. Um, That's very true. You can stop by to say hi to us over on social media, on Twitter or Instagram, at GruntWorkPod. That is where we conduct uh, tweet time from now on so that if you uh, respond to our tweet time prompts, you can end up in our weekly newsletter. And that newsletter is something that you can subscribe for on our website, which is www.grotworkpodcast.com. And while you're on our website, you can get actual new information about our shows. I'm adding uh, all kinds of new information week after week uh, to try to build out our website and each of our episode uh, details, so uh, you can do all that over there. Uh, And I guess that brings us to our our sign-off here, buddy. (laughs) i i guess it does typically we just kind of flow right into it but in this case we do have to introduce it i know well i just i I got here and i'm like this is typically the point where uh where we sign off and then we both kind of breathe a sigh of well that's over um but uh you're not here (laughs) so i just want to take a moment to get a burrito together i know but i'm gonna have a burrito this afternoon anyway uh a frozen one not from a store Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to the restaurant. Uh, So anyway, until next week, when we bring you another episode of Home Improvements, I've been Lannan Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. (laughs) Perfect.
1: Balls. (laughs)
0: Testicles. See you next week,
1: folks. I'm eating two veg.